It is well. It's not that bad, you guys. You don't have to leave just because I got up here. <laughs> um, we're going to get back into uh, Philippians. We're at uh, 2.19. Philippians 2.19. Can you hear me good? All right. Yeah, it's Old Testament. I mean, no. Pastor Memo. He's a bad man. Tripping you up. Um, this one was hard for me this, this uh, week. And I've had a bunch of time to put it together. <laughs> but uh, it's hard because... Well, first let me ask all of you, is it well with your soul? Amen. Amen. You know, I, I, I've been going through a lot of stuff. And when I was singing that song, uh, it was nice because God let me know that it was well with my soul. Doesn't matter what we go through. Doesn't matter what our struggles are. Amen. Amen. When, when Christ is on our side, who can be against us? Right? He always makes a way where there is, seems to be no way. And um, things don't always work out the way you want them to. But... He's always in control. Amen. And when we think about things, you know, financial things, health, you know, relationships, whatever it is, it has to be well with our soul. Amen. Amen. We can't we can't change things. Only God can change things. I, I learned a long time ago to be truly content. You have to be um, submissive to his will. You have to be you have to be OK when things aren't OK, you know. And um, one of the things, too, you guys, is that as I was reading this in Philippians, there's only one thing that, that stuck out. So I'm going to read through this passage, and then we'll go to the one thing, okay? And um, understand this. The one thing doesn't always work out, okay? It doesn't always work out, but it's where your heart is. It's where your heart is in Christ. It's, it's, it's um, not always what can be done, but what, you know, the, I don't know how to explain it to you. Hopefully it comes out better when I read it. Amen. Amen. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, this morning. We just want to thank you, Father, that, um, that you're the one in control, Lord. And, and Father, we just ask that you, um, I would just ask, Father, that you would bless each and every person here, Lord, the people that are listening, Father, um, online, Lord, that Maybe whatever it is they're struggling with, whatever it is they're going through today, Lord, that it would just be well with them. You know, the only way it can be well with me, Lord, is when I know you're in control. The only way it can be well with me, Lord, is when I know, I know, I have an expectation that my Father's going to be there and take care of me. And um, even when the worst things happen, um, Lord, it's well with my soul. Thank you for that, because there was a time it wasn't. And maybe there's a time in people's lives here today, Father, that it's not. You know, maybe they're struggling, Lord. And um, thank you for that song. Thank you, Francis, back there somewhere. But thank you, Lord, because it goes right with the message that I want to share, Father. Um, that's the way you are, Lord. You know, maybe there's somebody that's, that's not okay, that it's not well with them, Lord. And, and I understand that, Father. I just ask, Lord, that uh, you would show them. Show them that it's well because you are their God and you are in control. 
Lord, help them through whatever it is they're struggling with. Lord, like you have helped me so many times that I've gotten to the point where it's almost always well to start with. <laughs> and there's and even in those times where I struggle, Lord, it's it's easier to get past because I know who I trust. I know who's in charge. I know who's going to take care of me and meet the needs, Lord. And so I just thank you for that. That's what church is about, Lord. That's why we gather. It's that's why the people, your people come together, Lord, your church, because um, we want to know these things. We want to grow in you. We want to. We want to experience you through your word. Lord, when your word is read today, we just ask that you speak to every heart, Father. And um, help us, Lord. Help us to be better to each other, to love each other more, to help each other, Lord, through things that we're struggling with. And um, it's not easy sometimes, Lord, but when we let you be God and... Um, changes things, Lord. I just want to thank you for each and every one of my brothers and sisters in you, Lord. And I just ask, Father, that uh, you'll continue to bless this church family. And Lord, I think about all the other church fam families out there right now, Lord, that are gathering, Lord, in your name. And I just ask that you bless all of them, Father, that they have a great day, Lord, a great day in you, Father. They feel your presence, Lord, and, and um, just take away the struggles, Father. Let people be free today to, to love you and to love each other and to truly worship you, Lord, to truly be set free, to be in your presence, Father. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're in uh, uh, Philippians 2.19. Philippians 2.19. This is a good place for me to break it off for a couple of weeks like that. Um, it starts over here and, and um, anyways, 19, it says, I hope in the Lord Jesus and Timothy to you soon that I also may be when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare for everyone looks out for his own interest, not those of Jesus Christ, not those of Jesus Christ, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proven himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, send him as I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus. I thought I said. Jacob's throwing me off a little bit. I keep going. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad <laughs> But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus. 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 My brother and fellow worker. <laughs> And fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. It's funny, it sounds like he's going to contradict himself right here, but he's not. What he's going to say is what I want to talk to you about today when we get to the end of this. It says, for he longs for all of you. Do you want me to change out? Yeah. Uh, okay. 
All right, now I forgot where I was, but yeah, it sounds like a contradiction here, but it's not. He's talking about two different things, and and the 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 latter thing is what I want to talk about today. Are we ready back there? Okay, so we'll start in twenty. Well, let's start in twenty five, so we get the whole picture of what I'm trying to tell you. And that's not even the verse I want to use, but it, it goes with it. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus. Thank you very much. My brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier. I love that. Who is also uh, your messenger, who, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill. And almost died. Um, but God had mercy on him. And not on him alone, but also on me. To spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I am all the more eager to send him. So that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may be less, uh, have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor men like him. Listen, you ready? Because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you could not give me. We just read up here that he was sent there as their messenger to take care, to bring gifts to take care of him. You know what I mean? It's not a contradiction. What it is is this, okay? Sometimes we can't always be where we need to be. Right? And so what he's saying is, is that this man took your place when, when you couldn't be here. He came and did that for you, okay? That's the subject I want to be on today. Over here on... Um, Verse 20, I have no one else like him who takes genuine interest in your welfare. For, for everyone looks out for his own interest, not those of Christ Jesus. Not those of Christ Jesus. We struggle. We struggle. You know what, what I see a lot? I see this a lot, okay? Um, we, 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 we see things a certain way and we want those things the way we want them, you know, and we'll even ask for people, you know, to be around us, to share with us all these things. But then when those people need something, you know, we're the last ones to look at, at, at helping them. We're the last ones to be there. And, and that's the, that's the problem. That's the problem, okay? We need to, we need to want to be there for each other. And we need to want to be there in Christ. We want to be, we want to, we want to, I had phone calls from people, um, this last week that were struggling with things, you know? And I wanted to be there with them. I want, I wanted to, I wanted to hear what they were going through. I wanted to spend time with them, you know? Um, 
unintentionally, I'm going to give you a, an example, but unintentionally somebody spoke false doctrine about me. It was unintentional. He didn't mean to do it. Okay? But he didn't take the time to know me before he spoke about me. He didn't know me. You get it? But he thought he could speak about me. And, and I know that it was unintentional because there's no way he would do that. But the only reason it happened was because he wasn't listening when I was sharing with him. Why? Because our agenda sometimes is greater than the other person's. Okay, that's not the way of God. The way of God is, is that we're there for each other. We listen to each other. We love each other. We get to know each other. Amen? Amen. Take the time to know the people you say you love. You get it? I was frustrated one day with you. I was. You don't know. I stayed up all night praying because I didn't know and I didn't know how to get a hold of you. You know what I mean? But I did. I only shared it with like one other person and they, and they found you guys. Amen? Amen. Right? Because I didn't know what it was. But it bothered me. In Christ, we want to be there if some, a brother or sister is struggling with something. They're going through something harsh. You get it? And sometimes we need to know. We need to know that we're not the only ones going through something. just telling you nobody's listening but I'm just telling you it's the truth and so he had great joy he was in prison Timothy was with him and he was going to send Timothy because he couldn't be there because he loved the people so much he wanted to be there with them but he couldn't be there so he sent somebody that he knew would be just like he was amen Memo, don't you want to start sending these youngsters to the hospitals and places where we can't get to? Right? Shouldn't they go with us to, to, to be there to, to see and, and then take over? You get it? Just think about it for a minute, okay? Because every one of us have a selfishness about us where we can't see the other person's situation. There's times that I'm struggling and nobody sees it. Nobody sees it. They don't have a care in the world about it because they're living their lives. And that's okay. I understand that part, okay? But if we're truly going to be in Christ, we need to have a genuine love for each other. A genuine love. Something that's real. You know what I mean? When I pray for you guys this morning, it was amazing, you guys. I was laying in bed and I was trying to read my Bible and I was actually starting to fall asleep. And the same scripture kept coming to mind. Can't you be with me even one hour? Man, that was terrible. I was being rebuked harsh, Memo. And I was trying to stay up. I was like, but I was like, I didn't sleep last night. So I was like, off, like I was in a lot of different weird pain and stuff. And so I was getting little bits of it. So here I was reading my Bible and I was starting to fall asleep. And, uh, but you know what? Something came over me. It was wonderful in the spirit. When I started praying for people, God started showing me people. Like really showing them to me. And in, it felt like I was almost floating in, in like this place where I was so genuine about these people I was praying for. It was amazing, you know? And look at I'm going to get all crazy, okay? All of you were there. No, I'm just teasing, but it's true. It's true, right? You know, and then there's people that have passed already too that were there. 
And they were looking at me and they were seeing what I was going through. That was, that was all in the spirit. It was crazy. You see this part right here where he said this man almost died and it would have caused sorrow upon sorrow. I felt that sorrow upon sorrow, but it was okay with my soul. You want to know why? Because I saw them see me. It was crazy, but I was just like, it was an amazing thing. It was almost like a dream state, but it was beautiful. And it was about everybody here and everything we're struggling with and everything we're going through. I probably know things about you guys that you didn't think I knew because he showed them to me. It was one of those kind of things. Isn't that crazy? And that's where we need to be in the Lord. I kicked myself when he said, he kept telling me before that happened, Paul, he kept telling me, you can't be with me even one hour, you know? I kicked myself after that because it was so beautiful. I didn't want to leave. And I thought, why do we not long to be there with him all the time? Right? That's being in Christ Jesus when you love and care for somebody else. When, you, when you're thinking about him genuinely, genuinely loving them, genuinely understanding them even when they're doing wrong, genuinely being there for them. Amen? That's some crazy stuff, but it was wonderful. What a wonderful song to go with it. When I was singing the song, all that was coming out. All of it. It was beautiful. Anyways, I got like 20 places to go here. You ready? <laughs> I wanted to go to um, uh, 1 Corinthians. No, first I want to turn one page back, if I remember right. <laughs> Verse 4, 2, 4. It kept taking me back here, too. Uh, I want to read all this to you again, but we've already gone over it, so I just picked one verse. I know. Philippians 2, 4. You guys there? I sent you to Corinthians, now you got to go back. I only do that on purpose so that we learn the Bible. Amen? Amen. Amen. You there, George? George, Philippians 2.4. Oh, they have it up there. That says 2.19. All right, you guys ready? Everybody got their Bible open? It says, each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. And you know what it says about that? It says that that's the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Right? And what is he saying about Timothy? There's no one like him. Right? Isn't it beautiful? That he takes the interest of Christ in everyone's life. There's so much more to that. I can go on and on and on. It just Because I started seeing all kinds of things. Right? When you're not living the life that Christ died to give you, when you know what you should be doing and you don't do it, it's wrong. Do you want to know why it's wrong? Because you represent Christ to a world that's lost and dying. You represent Christ to a world of Christians who are infants and are, want to grow. And we stand in the way of all of that because we have our own interests sometimes instead of the interest of Christ to help these people develop a relationship with Him and to, to win people to Him. Amen? 
You see it? Our attitude should be the same as that. Right? Think about our family, sister. That's the one that blows my mind the most. It does, and it hurts my heart all the time because I see brothers and sisters in Christ who aren't living for him. They're just speaking it. There's no power in them. You understand? Because if you don't live the life, there's no power in what you know. Okay? And so what do they do? Their, their families suffer. Right? Because they say they love their families, so they go along with their families and all these things. But in doing so, they compromise Christ and themselves. And they compromise those people because those people now don't have somebody to come running to. Right? We need to represent him. We need to be the person that they can run to. Do you understand what he's saying? He's sending Timothy with his own heart, but his heart is the heart of God. It's God, you know, working for the Lord. Amen. Doing what does Jesus say? If you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, you obey my commands. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Right? We all say we love him. We say we love our families and our friends and all these people, right? But we know the truth and we're not sharing it. We're living the lie with them because of our own interest instead of the interest of others in Christ Jesus. That's far out, huh? Nobody's listening anyways, Memo. You know what? Let's skip Corinthians. I want to go back there afterwards. Let's go to Matthew 25. I didn't want to share this one, but I'm only going to share half of it. 25. I only want to share the good side of it with you guys. So you guys can read the bad side on your own time. I have no idea. I'm trying to get there. Let's see here. Amen. 31. 25, 31. I should read just the, the first part of the, of the bad side for Jacob back there on the, on the deal back there because of something I quoted to him one day, and, and it, it literally says it. But here we go. You guys there, 31? 25, 31? Okay. When the Son of Man comes in His glory. Can I share something before we get into this, you guys? The relationship that we build with Christ... When we trust Him and we walk and keep in step with the Spirit, you know what that means to keep in step with the Spirit? It means that when we're spending time with God, He's revealing our life to us through His Word. Remember I shared that with you guys before? Okay? He's he's literally sharing our lives with us. The first thing that happens when I get in my Word is He he comes into my life. And he's, He's showing me my life through what I'm reading. It's beautiful. Right? But He doesn't just show me the... He shows me good and bad. But He doesn't just show me the bad. You know what he does with it? Huh? He shows me himself and who I'm supposed to be in him. And so it starts to change my life. And when I choose, I was telling the kids the other day, the first thing Christ does when he comes into your life, don't forget where I was. First thing Christ does when he comes into your life, you guys, is he sets you free to think for yourself. You want to know why? Because he opens your eyes to the truth and he lets you make a conscious choice to receive or deny the things of him. So when I'm in that place, And the Holy Spirit showing me my life and showing me the life that he died to give me. I have to make a choice to receive the things that I want to do or let those things go and follow him. And when I let those things go and I follow him, that's keeping in step with the spirit. Okay. and when that starts to happen, I start to build a relationship with him. When I'm building a relationship with him through those things, my life changes. Why? Because I'm born again into something new. 
Amen? 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 Amen. amen? amen. I wasn't saying amen. I was saying amen. amen. Okay. Amen. amen. Thank you, Memo. <laughs> what I'm getting at with this is this, okay? Neither side of this knew what he was talking about. And it's okay for us not to know. You want to know why? Because he makes us who he, who he created us to be. And when we're living a life that he created us to be, we don't have to know we're doing it. We're just doing it. Right? We're putting Christ first. We're putting him first in the lives of others. You get what I'm saying? We just become that person who, who wants to love everyone around us, who wants to share with them, who wants to be in Christ with them. Right? Who, who sits with them when they're struggling to get them through it so they can see Christ work in it. All the things he's sharing with us, we begin to share with them. You get it? Then there becomes a desire in them to want to wanna know him that way. And after he's done working in them, what is he doing? He's sitting with, they're sitting with somebody else. Okay? We have to get past ourselves, you guys, to see the things of God and then for God to use those things in us to share with others. You get it? So when I read this, it's a trip because I was reading, I was like, how did they not know? You know, I'm thinking, how did they not know? And then I thought, they don't need to know. Watch, you ready? When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in the heavenly, in the heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another. As, the, as, a, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the, from the goats. He's talking about the believers and the non-believers. You understand? He's going to tell us how the believers should live and not even have to know. You get it? Watch. That's how he'll know that we're believers. That's how people know that we're believers, by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they know we are Christians by our love. Amen. I can't believe I get any get memo or anybody to help me with that. Here we go. He will put his he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then and you know what's sad about this, you guys, when I was reading this? I got this this morning. I asked Cody, hey, where's that? You know, she could look on her smartphone real fast so I didn't have to do the homework to find it. Oh, yeah, she just knew. Right, David? She just knew? Okay. Praise God for Google. I didn't mean that. I really didn't mean that. I forgot what I was telling you guys, though. What was all that about? You wanted the scripture looked up where it was, location. That's right. I forget why I was telling you. Anyway, 33. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you guys. You guys, it, he doesn't want to separate people. That's not what it's about. Okay? There's a scripture in Corinthians, I think it's uh, 1.5, that says, that he's going to test your life with fire. You understand? And whatever gets burned up is going to be cast out like it never happened, like it never existed. Okay? And he's telling us, you, some of us build our, our houses with gold and silver, costly gems, right? Um, wood, straw, or hay. All the worldly things. 
we try to do all these worldly things, all about ourselves, all about this, all about that. You know what I'm saying? Okay? And we ourselves may very well be saved. But everything else is going to perish. What he's saying there? He's saying everyone in our lives that we didn't share Christ with that didn't go. Every, everything that we tried to build our house on that wasn't of him is going to perish. Just a fact. Okay? So when this he doesn't want this outcome. He doesn't want this outcome. We need to be representing him. The world has no problem representing the world, does it? Right? I try to talk to somebody about Christ, somebody I love about Christ, and they spit in my face and yell at me or tell me that they don't want to hear it or all kinds of stuff. I'm not ready right now, mad, just leave me alone or whatever. And I'm being gentle and loving. They just don't want to hear it. Right? I've been told that, that people hide from me when I show up places because I judge them. I never once judged them. I loved them right where they were, and I just tried to witness to them or share with them or share my life with them. But they couldn't, they're the ones judging me. You get it? But we need to be that representation because some of those people will come to you in need. But they're not going to come to you in need if you're doing what they're doing. You get it? God doesn't want this separation. The very end of this is going to tell us he didn't want the separation. It wasn't created for man. It was created for the devil and his, and his demons, his angels. It was never created for man. You ready? Let's let scripture speak because I talk too much. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, I love that, you guys. And all the angels with him. He will sit on his throne in the heavenly glory, in the heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. All the nations, every people. He will, he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Then the king, remember the song we sang, the king of kings? Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed. My, uh, by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. You know what I thought when I read that right there? We're going into glory with Jesus where there's no sin anymore. You understand? Okay, but he said why we're here, the kingdom, that kingdom of God is within us. We're supposed to be living that way now. Amen? That, that when, when we get in that sheep line, we know that there's, we're going to go to a place where there is no sin anymore. It's going to be beautiful, right? Right? But he's telling us that place needs to live in us now. And then we take that place in Christ Jesus to the welfare and interest of others. You see the beauty of it? Watch. Kingdom of God prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will say, right? This is beautiful to me. They don't know. What are you talking about? You want to know why? Because he changed their life and it wasn't about them. It was about him and him alone. Amen. Amen. You see? You get it? This is beautiful to me. Watch. Then the righteous will answer him. Lord, 
like in confusion almost. When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needy, needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison? Uh, I'm sorry, and go to visit you. And the king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did to the least of these brothers of mine, you did unto me. Is what I'm sorry, I was quoting it from the King James. You did, you did for me. Amen. Isn't that beautiful, you guys? Our lives are supposed to be so, uh, um, yeah, with Christ, right? That we just, we just, we just do. You know, I was telling somebody this week, I don't remember who it was, but when we become no longer friends, right? It goes into that whole relationship thing I just told you. We become no longer servants, but we become friends, right? At first, we don't know what's really going on, and we're trying, and we're struggling, you know, and we're trying to serve him. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do the right thing here and there when we're thinking about him, you know what I mean? Right? But then when we start to truly seek him like that, you guys, it's not anymore us trying. It's us becoming. We go from a mindset to a heart set, and our whole life changes. We're not that same person anymore. Isn't that beautiful? We're not that same person anymore. We don't, we don't have that anymore. It's amazing to me, but that's when we become a friend of God. We're no longer servants of God, but we're, but we're one with God. We, we, we've chosen His way. Amen? There's a, there's a bigger than just an interest now. We become part of it. I don't know how much deeper to put that, but I wanted to get it right in there for you. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I didn't want to read this next part, but I'm going to just because of the um, couple spots here. Okay. Uh, 40? 41. Am I in 41? 41. Okay. Then he will say to those on the left, this should actually um, uh, cause us to get up and do more. Amen. Not because, we, not because we feel convicted or anything like that. That's why I didn't want to read it to you guys. But we should, we should not that I didn't want to read it, but we should, uh, out of love, that genuine love for others, we should get up and go. Amen? Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed. And the cursed is the death, the second death. Into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and the angels. Jacob was never meant. It was never meant for God's creation. You know, the, the God's people, okay? Uh, for I was hungry, and you, and, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. Remember we were talking about earlier about our selfishness? I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and thirsty and a stranger and needy and needing clothes and sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Can I share something with you guys? Just like my dream. Right? I don't even think it was a dream. I was awake. But it felt like, like I was between two places, you know? Okay? 
just like that dream, when he's answering these people and he's saying these things, the conviction of their life is going to be revealed that same way. Do you understand? We, God sees everything. You can't hide it. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the things you physically do. I'm talking about the truth of what's in your heart. God sees it all. Remember I told you about how to get in a relationship with Him and keep in step with the Spirit? Let Him see it. Let Him open that door. Let Him show you the truth so you can make a conscious choice to receive the things of Him. Because if you let Him go all the way, He's going to show you the, how much greater His way is than, the, than our way. You understand? We get stuck in our way. And you know what starts to develop, sister? I don't know why I keep looking at you today, but you're just taking the blunt of it, okay? <laughs> What starts to develop in us is a character where when those same things happen again, they don't happen to us again. We stop thinking that way about people. We stop reacting that way. We stop letting people hurt us. We stop letting this happen. We stop letting that happen. Everything becomes what? Well with our soul. Amen? Amen? Think about the things. I don't know if you guys, I hope, with a godly hope, that you guys are seeking a, a righteous relationship with Christ, okay? But I remember my life without him. And I know my life now. It's not where it should be, you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. But I know my life now. My life now. Things happen in the world that they're not happening to me, even when people are doing them to me. And if they do happen, like I shared with you guys earlier, they only happen for a moment. And then that moment's fleeting because my faith comes in. My life in Christ comes in. The Holy Spirit touches me like, wait a minute, Matt. You understand? I don't have to react like they react. You get it? I'm no longer subject to those things unless I allow myself to be subject. And God's already delivered me from those things. I see so many things we need to be delivered from. And in that relationship, that place I told you about, that's when he works on those things. Amen? How many of us, don't raise your hand, just think in your heart, okay? Because, like I said, you can't hide it from the Lord. How many of us are building a relationship like that with Him? How many of us even care enough about Him, right, to spend the time with Him so He can make the time in us to spend with others? That's just reality. And it's only found in Christ. Can't find it in the world. I want to tell you what you'll find in the world, but you guys already all know. Amen. Did I read to the end? They. Oh, he will say, "I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for for whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me." Then they will go away eternally punished uh, into eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life amen i honestly believe i already know where i'm going do you understand but that doesn't matter to me anymore because i have an assurance what matters to me is where other people are going what it matters to me is what i should be doing for him amen that's what matters to me I don't want to get up there and be like, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be cool about it because he's covered us. 
Remember I told you about the guy who tried to build his house on all these different things and all that stuff got burned up? There was one version I was reading. I don't know if it's the one, the Amplified or one of those ones. I was younger, maybe the Holman Bible, something like that. But it says that he himself might be saved even though the soles of his feet are burned. That He was a Christian because of what Christ did, not because of him. But his whole life was burned up all the way up to the soles of his feet. Can you imagine? Sometimes, sometimes that's the way most Christians live their lives. They know they're saved and they have that assurance and they just build an abundance of grace in Christ. <laughs> you know, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. What should we do then? Have an abundance of grace? It's okay. Oh, no, I wanted to go to John. First John. Thank you, Lord. First John chapter 2. I'm sorry, you guys. I couldn't find a pencil this morning. and We'd know right where we were going. Oh, I'm sorry. 3. 3.11. I'm doing really good. We're going to end with this one. You guys there? What are you talking about? Yeah, but I was downstairs. And I was half asleep and I was like in this dream state with the Lord. And there was a pencil down there. We're going to tell you guys. Ready? Okay, 311. When I was reading this, you guys, it took me back because um, I remember a time when this wasn't me. And, and now that I say it's me, you guys, I still struggle because we're not perfect, but it's what I want to be. Amen? Yeah. All right, you guys there? All right. This is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do you guys know that the Bible says that all of what Christ did is a free gift, Right? Right? We know that, right? You can't earn it. There's nothing you could do to get it except for believe in Him. Right? That's it. There's nothing else. You have to ask forgiveness of your sins and you need to believe in Him and what He did for you. That's it. There's nothing else you can do. But the Bible says there is still one debt outstanding for what He did. Do you know what it is? To love one another. To love one another. The Bible says that we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. We talked about that last night. Yeah, sister. We talked about it last night uh, at, at my house. And I was telling, I think it was Allie, and I was telling Allie, um, how hard is it to love somebody the way you love yourself? Can you imagine that for just a minute? That's the brokenness God wants us to have. If we understood what he truly did on the cross... What he did on the cross was when we hated him. We hated him. We were in sin and sin only. Okay, the Bible says that what, before we knew him, we hated him. Right? Everything we did in sin was against him. And yet while we were in that state, he gave his life for us. 
he showed the kind of love we're supposed to have for each other. Right? For God so loved the world. Right? It says only begotten. Right? The one identical to him, made in his image perfectly without flaw. He gave up for us who were utterly sinful. We were that curse. And now he's telling us we need to go in his name. The way he knew he could send Timothy. That it wouldn't be about Timothy's interest. It would be about the interest of Christ in everyone's life. How do you love like that? How do you learn to love like that? How do you learn to love like that? You go back into the whole relationship thing and keep in step with the Spirit because He's going to reveal Himself to you. Man, when God showed me what He really did for me, it broke me. I was broken. And you know what I have to do sometimes, brother? I have to remember that and go to, in prayer on my knees to Him so He'll break me again and again and again because sometimes we start to get prideful. I don't ever want to be prideful. Never. If I have any pride at all that I'm going to display, it's who Christ is. It's what He's done. It's what He's doing and who He's going to deliver. Amen? Amen? Get it? Not our interest. That's going to die one day. It's going to be tested. It's going to burn up. It's going to be, the Bible says it's going to be as if it never even existed. Think about all the billions of people who have passed before us. Everything they cared about, everything they loved, all their desires, everything they wanted, all perished with them. It doesn't exist. It's gone. You get it? And it's just all a fleeting moment that if we're not careful, we'll forfeit for what he has waiting for us. And it starts and ends in his love. Amen? This is the message we heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain. When, when it's only our interest and we're selfish and we can't see the interest of anybody else, we're taking the interest of Cain. Cain gave an offering just like Abel. Did you know that? He gave an offering just like Abel. He just didn't give it with love. He gave it out of some kind of obligation or something he knew he had to do, but he didn't want to. And God knew it. You get it? Don't be like Cain, amen? Who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. So when his offering wasn't good enough, he got extra mad. And he went after the, the person whose offering was good. He went after the one who had God's love. Who loved him. That's crazy to me. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Oh, we should have just read it. Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. You get it? Let's, let's truly know Christ. And in doing so, we'll truly love each other. Amen? And when things aren't right, things don't go our way, this, that, and the other thing, it'll be well with our soul. Because we know who it is we trust. Amen? This, this last week, you guys, something happened. I was struggling a little bit, but I went along with it, you know? And it wasn't a bad thing. I wanted to do it. Remember I told you about it, Memo? I wanted to do it because I saw the excitement in others. Remember? Right? 
But we weren't quite ready to there all right. But I trusted the Lord. And I thought, well, if something doesn't happen, I'll just take care of it. You know, whatever, right? Whatever I have to do, okay? I'm going to do it. But I was not only blessed with all of that back as a gift from somebody, but I was blessed to take care of other things that we need here at the church. All just like, just trusting the Lord. Like, I didn't even know where it was going to come from. I just knew it was going to come. Is that crazy? Huh? Yeah, it's, you don't even know, you guys. And when you, and when you start to, that's one thing, I, and I wish I could tell you the details, okay? But it, it covered everything and more, and then it helped us with Vacation Bible School. It's going to help us with uh, the Harvest Festival. Everything we struggle to come up with, it's provided for. How did that happen? I was just thinking about the one thing. I wanted to encourage somebody to go further, and I knew well, guess what? That's meaningless to me. You know what's meaningful to me? When we trust God every day with everything in our life. Oh, Emmy knows. Nobody else does, Em. <laughs> but it was a great gift, right, Em? It was a great gift. Just out of nowhere. Nobody knew it was coming. But I had an expectation. We need to trust God with everything in our life that way. That thing is small compared to what he wants to do. Amen? But I got to tell you guys something. You can't do it without love. And you can't do it without knowing the one you trust. Why would you trust somebody you don't know? What's there to trust in? Oh, sister, I I do counseling on Tuesdays. I'll help you with that. Keep it to yourself, though. Come on, don't bring it out here. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. (laughs) That's terrible. I love it. Bam! No, here we go. I don't even know where I am. Memo 12? 13. 11. 13. Do not be surprised, my brother, my brothers, if the world hates you. You know what? You're going to pay a price for doing the right thing. You know who first attacked me when I got saved and I truly submitted my life to Christ? My family. Started from the top down. Okay? But you know what happened? That top got lowered. People started getting saved. You know why that happened? Because even though they were mocking me, even though they were talking trash, even though they were talking behind my back, even though they expected things I couldn't give and... and treated me poorly and all these things because they say they knew who I was and they knew how I was supposed to be. And I kept telling them, if you know who I'm supposed to be, you know who you're being called to be. Amen? But you know what happened? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't treat them the same way. I didn't feel the same way anymore. I didn't care. God freed me from those things. Amen? And over time, they came to know the Lord. And you know what most of them told me? They watched my life and were waiting for me to stumble. And when I didn't, they came. They knew it was real. You have to be that person Christ is creating you to be so he can live in you and through you to touch the lives of others. Amen? How hard is it to love your neighbor like yourself? Well, how hard is it to love somebody who's mistreating you? Right? Didn't I just share with you who we were? 
The Bible says that we look at each other that way. We used to see Christ that way too before we came to know him. Nasty. All right. I wish you guys would listen. Gosh, wake up. Oh, 14. Thank you. We know that we had passed. Oh, man, look at it. Look at it. Just read the Bible and quit talking, Pastor. Amen? Amen. Are you ready for this, brother? Think about this for a minute. Are you ready? Do we know? Watch. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. That's how we know. Amen? And that's not something you say. That's not something you even think. Amen? I can think I love Rafa. But if I don't take the time to know Rafa, if I don't care about Rafa enough to share Christ with him, and my love that God gave me because he loved me, give that to Rafa, then what I think or what I say is meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. It's not about what you say. It's about who you become. And how do you become again? Go back to that keeping in step. Building that relationship. Amen? Let me tell you something, sister. This is beautiful, okay? Are you ready? Just you and me here, nobody else. But the closer you get to Christ, and the closer I get to Christ, the closer we're going to be together. When there's not a closeness between us, one or both of us aren't seeking the Lord or we're not walking in Him. And sin comes in and ruins those relationships. You get it? But when we're seeking the Lord, we know each other. Why? Because we have a genuine interest for each other in Christ. Amen. Thank you. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. That's deep, you guys. You know what he's saying? Know what he's saying? That's deep. And I don't even think that's talking about losing your salvation or anything like that. It's just saying that you're not living the life that you, that he literally died to give you. You're not, you're not displaying life to people. Can you imagine? The life you're living is in the world and not in him. There's power in those words, you guys. They should wake us up. I can't say who is or isn't saved. And so I don't even think that's where it's going. I think he's trying to wake us up and say, look, you were created with a purpose. Somebody gave their life for you, a pure, perfect life to cover you. And now he wants you to live in him to cover others. Amen. But if you're not living in him, you can't show others who he is. There's no eternal life in you. Do you know uh, in Romans we were at, the hope part? It says suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And it says that hope never disappoints because it's being poured out. God's love is being poured out through the Holy Spirit into our hearts. That's keeping in step again, remember? But you know what that shows us, that hope? It's not something here you hope for in the world. 
Okay, we can go get stuff we hope for. We just need to work harder, or do whatever, steal from somebody, whatever we got to do. Okay, you know what that hope is? You know what that hope is? That hope is, the, is God's love being poured out by the Holy Spirit into our hearts. That's showing us eternity with him. That's an eternal hope. Amen. That's eternal life. See the beauty of it? And he wants us to, to, to as we start to grow in him and our life begins to change, everything we talked about today, <clears throat> we're doing those things because we know what he's prepared for us. And so we want what's prepared now. And he uses it now to touch the lives of others. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Okay. You ready? Amen. Amen? I'm talking to you guys. Amen. Amen? All right. Gee, Christmas. Here we go. 16. Here I, oh man, you guys, I had time and now I'm a little over. Here we're going to go fast. This is how we know what love is. Amen. We should just read it. Everything I just shared with you, we're going to read right now. No, I have not read 16. This is how we know what love is. Christ, our Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Amen. And we ought to lay down our lives for our, for, uh, for our brothers. Isn't that what I just told you? We should have just read it. Here we go. I don't need to explain it, right? Okay. Rafa, I need to explain it. Come on, brother. He was the first one to go, nope, made a face and everything. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. If anyone has material possessions and, and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can, how can the love of God be in him? How could the love of God be in him? If you don't have, like, man, sometimes things happen, you guys, and I see that a lot of it's like drama, like people are creating, you know, they need attention, right? That selfishness we talked about again or whatever. I see that kind of stuff sometimes and I'm like, I don't want to feed into it anymore, right? But I still go because I want to share Christ in the situation. You get it? I still have to have a love. Whatever that person is going through, it doesn't matter what it is. I have to love them. I have to be there. I have to show them something better, something new, you know, a way out of that. We don't need that when Christ is filling us. Amen? All right. I don't know why I shared that. It must have been something that happened this week. Here we go. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need and put, does not have pity on him, how can, he, how can the love of God be in him? Okay. Dear children, let us not love with words. Remember we talked about that earlier? It's not what you say. It's not even what you think. It's what you do. When, when James says that... Um, No, that's a good one, though. But when James says that um, people need to know that Jesus came in the flesh, he's talking about him living in us and us living in him in the flesh. Just like Christ lived, he wants us to live. That's how, that's how people are going to know that you're his children. Not by what you say, not even by what you think, but, because, but, but who you become in Christ. Amen? Here we go. Where am I at? 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with action and in truth. The truth part's really important. The Bible says that God is a God of spirit and truth, and He wants worshipers that will what? Worship in spirit and truth. Amen. Okay, 19. This then is how you know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest 
in his presence. Did you guys catch that part? You know what, you know what spoke to me? Everything I've been trying to tell you today. We need to be in that place with him, right? Where he becomes that place in us. And then he takes us and we become that place in others. It's not our interest, but it's Christ's interest in others. You get it? That should be the name of the message today if you ever titled anything that. Right? I don't even remember what I just said, but it was a good one when it happened. <laughs> Whenever our hearts condemn us, listen to this, you guys. This is amazing. I want to share something with you guys. I don't believe it's your human heart. Okay, our heart is Christ. Our heart is His Spirit in us. Amen? And whenever our hearts condemn us, don't, doesn't your heart condemn you? Doesn't it? Why don't we listen? My heart condemns me sometimes, and I just go, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to go through that again. I don't need to deal with that again. You know? Why should I be the one again? Cody said this morning, why me, God? Huh, Cody? And she was jumping up and down. Why me, God? You guys should have been there. It was awesome. And I wanted to tell her a bunch of stuff, but I'm not God, so I just stayed quiet. Smart, huh? Amen. <laughs> right? But that's the way we are. But you know what? When we're walking with him, we're keeping a step with him, it's not why, why, why. When I had little kids in the house, why was a bad word. It was like a four-letter word. They weren't allowed to use it. They used why. It was like they were cussing. I gave them a spanking. All right? I used to tell them, what do you mean why? I told you to do it. You know what I mean? Don't ask why. I told you. Right? That's the way God gets with us, but in love. We just come to this understanding of who he is and how much he's done for us, and we can't say no. Isn't that crazy? Sometimes you love your brother so much, Memo, you can't say no. Stinky Memo. Man. Whenever our hearts condemn us, here we go, let's, let's just read it. I don't know why you guys talk so much. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Remember I shared that with you earlier? Can't hide it. Can't hide it. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. When we do the right thing, we know it's Him calling us, we know He's our heart, and we choose Him. We can have confidence. Remember that assurance I told you I have, Paul? And things just, you've been there, things just happen. Weird stuff just happens. You don't know where it's coming from, but you walk in expectation, and, and not, not because you think you're something, but because you know who is something. Right? You struggled with it. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know, blah, 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 blah. Right? But then as, as you were doing it, you're like, I don't know how this is happening, but it's happening. And as it was happening, it got better and better and better, almost to the point to where you were. How is that possible? How is it possible? The only way it's possible, because it's not possible in the world. Things happen in the world, fine, good. You're happy for the moment. Okay? But when things happen in Christ, it changes your life. Next time something like that happens, God forbid, Paul, you're not going to worry about it. Why? Because he already brought you through it. You're going you're to have an expectation and know who it is you say you serve. 
or who your friend is now. Amen. Like we talked about earlier. All right. We're way over now. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, really, I am. Can you tell Memo? And this is, and this is his command. Is that where I am? Yeah. And wait a minute. And receive from him anything we ask. No, I didn't get there. See that? Come on, you guys. Let's start in 21. I'm going to read to the bottom, and then we'll end with it. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And we receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. I was going to read the end. I can't. i got to tell you guys something, okay? I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I just knew. It's weird. It doesn't always happen, but it always happens. Because I don't have an expectation of it always happening. I know it's going to happen when he knows I need it. You get it? So I'm not like, I'm not like the rest of the world running after things like that. I'm waiting on the Lord and they happen. And they don't happen for me. They happen for him in me. So when you ask for something, anything in his name and you get it, it's because you're in him. He's not going to give you some sinful worldly thing. He doesn't, that's not who he is. How, he can't go against himself. You get it? Do you know something, brother? I'm going to end with this after I finish reading that last verse. Nine times out of ten, the things people ask me to pray about, we wouldn't even have to pray if we were walking in him. They would just be who we are now. They would just happen, or they wouldn't even matter anymore. They wouldn't be part of our life. We'd be pay praying like 1% of the time, which would give us way more time to pray about the 1%. Instead of all this stuff that's not even of him. Some crazy stuff, you guys. And receive from him anything we ask, because we obey his commands. See, people leave that part out. And do not please him. Get it? And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. What is it to do? The, the Pharisees said, what, what, what are we going to do to do the work of the father? And Jesus told them to believe in the, believe in the one he sent, believe in his son. That's it. That's all you got to do. Because when you believe, right, then he manifests himself in you. And it's him in the flesh living through you. That's what James was talking about. Get it? So we have a genuine concern for each other because Christ is in us, concerned for you. That's not just for me and Memo, you guys. That's for all of us, for each other. And for us to you and to you to us. And for us to us. You get it? Those, is that where I am, 24? And to love one another as he has commanded us. There you go. Those who obey his commands live in him and he in them. I just shared all that with you. We should have just read it. And this is how we know that he lives in us. Ready? We know it by the spirit he gave us. Keeping in step, being in that relationship, growing in him daily. Habitually. Habitually. That's what we came up with last night. Habitually, how do you say it? Habitually. Thank you, in Christ. Where were we last night when we read that? Doesn't matter, you guys know. Uh, John? Over in 
Galatians. Galatians. There you go. All right, you guys. First Corinthians. Let me pray this out. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord. Just thank you, thank you, thank you for today, Lord. I want to thank you for your word, God, because um, it's who you are. The word was, in the beginning was the word, and the 